out there, Foxes fans, and welcome back to another edition of the U.S. Foxes podcast coming to you live, as always, from all across the United States. I, as always, am your host, Matt Folks. Uh, I know it says that I'm Jason below me, but I'm actually Matt Folks coming to you live from San Diego, California. And tonight, I just got one co-host with me, and that's Mr. Jason Becker over in New York City. How are you, my boy? I got to say, like, you normally don't see such a handsome face above my name. And uh, <laughs> I, was gonna I, say, might, I might just start telling people that that I look like you. Oh, look at the switch. What a no, pro we got. Yeah. Our, uh, our professional producer uh, behind the scenes tonight, he's, uh, he's pulling double shifts, doing his normal uh, adult job as well. So we thank uh, Mr. Chris Warner for pushing the buttons and making us sound so good and look so good. Uh, where he is, Jim Harris, our other co-host down in Texas, is also busy with adult responsibilities. So unfortunately, tonight you just got to deal with me. But you luckily get to see the wonderful Mr. Jason Becker over in New York as well. So yeah, we got our this, apology. man. We got this. Yeah, our apologies to everyone who's who's missing out on their weekly dose of uh, of lovely East Midlands accents. But but Chris and Jim will be back soon. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They do provide that wonderful little blend into our pod so we miss them but we will uh have them back with us soon guys uh let's dive right into the show yet another win and uh i i tell you what jason it's it's we're in dreamland right now buddy this uh coming back to the championship i think i don't know if we could literally could not could not have gotten off to a better start thus far yeah i mean um got a little scary there right off the bat with a you know shaky disallowed goal no var to worry about still got the call like life feels pretty good in this division uh, and for me it's you know maybe the, the wins help and and make me feel a lot better uh, about things but just the um i don't know we're just watching football again you know without all the other nonsense around there and and i like it i like it a lot yeah i like it a lot too and the so I think last year was just there was just so much outside of football that we were worrying about that mm. it is really nice to just worry about good football again and we're having plenty to look at and it's it really is cool to see just how this team is coming together there were so many question marks when you bring in this many new guys uh, a new manager with his who's wants to incorporate his stuff I don't think anyone would have been surprised if we stumbled out of the gate especially you know we've talked about it before that the chance to stumble against a rival like coventry so early on instead we find a way to win that and yeah we've said it before guys it's it's not only that we're winning it's how we're winning these games and Ravram, just another uh great win at the end and uh really starting to showcase this enzo style that i think Man, you couldn't have seen a better example of how he wants to play than we did on Saturday, Jason. And, and just seeing uh, the effects of all these passes at the end of a game, at the end of a match on the op- opposition. Yeah, there were there were some just gorgeous passing plays and, and, and sequences throughout the game. Uh, one of those obviously leading to McAteer's you know, second goal and the, and the game winner. But w- when it's on and it's clicking you can see that the opposition just running around chasing shadows. Now, you know, the guys are still getting used to each other. Games aren't going to go, you know, the way you want them to go all 90 minutes. Um, but the signs are there that like when it's on, when it's clicking, 
when the players are moving and finding each other, it's very difficult for, for teams in this division to, to handle that, that type of style. Uh, we're giving up chances, but at the end of the day, it seems like that fitness and wearing teams down is paying off for us. And that, that little bit of, you know, extra individual quality or former Premier League quality that we have uh, still sprinkled throughout the side is making the difference. Or we're, we're taking that extra chance that our opponents aren't. It really is. And not only that, we just have lots of hungry youth um, <laughs> that are really, you know, taking it into their own hands and saying, yeah, I've been here since I was eight years old in, in Casey's case. Uh, and now I'm getting the chance to shine and I am not going to miss it. Uh, right off the bat, though, guys, we saw our lineups and a lot of question marks raised. when We saw Nwanya Marsal in the side. Um, and then if you heard... Our manager's comment after the match when wonderful Owen Palmer Atkin was asking him, you know, how does Wanya not get in after scoring that goal last week? And uh, how, how do you think that is making him feel? And Enzo just simply said, I don't care. Uh, and went on to say, you know, that you're, these youth, the young guys are going to have to continue to earn their spot. And he's not going to give them anything early, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- Another example of those, you know, Nigel Pearson-esque tendencies of, of Enzo Maresca, which I think is going to endear him to a good chunk of, of our fan base. And uh, maybe it, it's, it seems a bit harsh, but I, none of us were training with the team through the week, so we don't know. Um, I'll give Enzo the benefit of the doubt right now. Maybe these aren't just mind games. Uh, but it, it is kind of nice to hear something like that. Um Hopefully, uh, Marcel kind of gets the gets the message and 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 does what's expected to him, uh, expected of him by the manager. But last season, there were so many times and so many lineups where we would see players that just seemed like they just had automatic spots in the squad, no matter how poorly they played. And Yuri Tielemans admitted recently that he had a poor season, and then all of us saw that we would see it, and he would be the first name on the team sheet. Every with the armband with the armband <laughs> on and that's just not a recipe for for success that's just rewarding futility and the um this isn't american sports you don't get rewarded for futility by the end of the season you don't get a nice first round draft pick or the first overall draft pick you get a spot in the second division and that's what's happened to us. And the culture around the side needs to change, and it is changing. You can see that Enzo is, you know, really putting his stamp all across the team. And it's clear he has very high standards. And that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. And I mean, it's also you it's you can see just looking at the lineup with Cassidy not starting. Um, I think a lot of people expected after his, you know, that, well, that he was going to go straight into the side and we see him on the bench as well. So it, it, I love it. I love that he's saying, yeah, you, you're hot shit. Congratulations for being all over YouTube with your celebrations. Proud of you. But new, we got a new week and a new team and I've got a different idea and this is how it's going to go. So, yeah, props to Enzo for not only doing that, but sticking to his guns. Yeah, and, um, you know, this is a... a- a big game. I think Rotherham did whatever they could to make this seem like a glamour fixture, blasting Frank Sinatra's New York, New York. So if you close your eyes, you would have thought you were like in the bright lights near Times Square. 
um, you know, the crossroads roads of the world. And, uh, you know, it's a real privilege to, to get to play, uh, <laughs> but no, but seriously though, uh, <laughs> every game matters right now. And, you know, until promotion is secured, um, you can't take anything for granted and the fixtures are going to pile up. We have another midweek game this week, uh, a few tough matches coming up, you know, Hull has, you know, shown that they can, you know, um, put in some some stretches of, of good performances and it's going to be a grind it's going to be a fight and um you can't take your foot off the gas and take anything for granted because very quick quickly you can see you know blackburn can tell you sheffield wednesday can tell you last year in league one millsburg can tell you like all of these sides can tell you like how quickly things can slip away from you in this division where it looks like you're cruising to an automatic promotion spot or you're cruising to a playoff spot and it all comes crashing down. And even when you make the playoffs and, and you're one of the favorites to, to go through, anything can happen in those games. Yeah. And, and don't forget guys, injuries are a thing and uh, you know, and knock on wood, we're gonna stay uh, clean of that. But when you just have this many fucking games, dude, that's just a, it's something that we've got to prepare for. Yeah, and get the points now. Afcon is is this year, so for folks who may not be paying attention, that's the you know African Championship, and players like you know Inacho, Didi, they'll leave. They'll be gone for a whole month. Right to to play in that tournament, and you know teams can very quickly catch up to you during that stretch. For sure, I do. I love that you pointed out the Frank Sinatra thing because yeah, you close your eyes and you're in the West Village and not uh, West Yorkshire. So that's the, yeah. <laughs> shout out to them. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the match specifically, guys. Uh, after those lineups come out, um, they actually score the first goal, um, but it uh, it goes off. A lot of people are asking why Rotherham's goal was disallowed. And if you watch back, you can see it does go off the guy's shoulder. But in the bar at the time, we were like, we saw, you know, Mads get pushed over, quote unquote. And a lot of people thought that's what it was. Some people thought it was offside. Some people I thought it was offside. Like, I thought they said well, it was offside in the end. According to the... Uh, according to the call at the time and maybe they they changed it later on you know five minutes later in the match we didn't have sound because arsenal was also going on but uh they said that it had hit his shoulder so maybe i <laughs> i was listening to the halftime uh uh analysis with uh um maddie elliott and he he i think he he said be based on the i mean that <laughs> We didn't know, and that's actually kind right. of nice. Actually, just like okay, yeah. we'll 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 take our luck there. Um, I mean, he, if he the player doesn't touch the ball, the ball goes in the net, and you really didn't have to do anything there. You could have just let it let it go. But yeah, um, they seemed to suggest that it, it was offside, but there was a lot of confusion there, and uh, there was a you know, a bit, it was a big time you know hearts and mouth moment there, and. Uh, you know, a lot of folks were suggesting that this could be a real banana skin game. And, um, yeah, we almost slipped up right there in the beginning. Yeah, that early uh, to go down and then pl be playing from behind. Not that we don't have the quality to do it, but that would have been a, a, another extra hill to have to climb. So, um, yeah, I may these results keep happening like this because I you just know that we're going to have 10 of these go against us at some point this year where it's a rogue 
fucking bounce or something that no one sees and the call comes back. So right now, let's ride it out and enjoy them while they're happening because uh, a few minutes later, Casey McAteer, the uh, academy prospect since he was eight years old, scores his first goal for the club on just an absolute beautiful assist from Ianacho, who takes the ball completely deep and then pops it over the top to a waiting McAteer who really doesn't have to do anything but just touch his head to it to put it in. So very special moment for, for a kid like him. We saw it last week with Marcel, but man, you just get goosebumps when you think about a kid being eight years old and starting at this wonderful club and then finally getting it all. It all pays off. Uh, yeah. Uh, there. Shades of John Stark stunking over Michael Jordan, half the Bulls team. Back in the nineties, it it was a just a, just completely posterized the defender. Hell of a little shake and bake, but if I gotta stay with the American sports terms of uh, yeah. Ianacho to like just totally like shake his defender off and give him the couple of yards of space to to float the ball to the back post. But before that play even started, uh it was just a, like a really awesome, just like calm moment by you know harry winks and uh, just love watching him when he's got his back when, when he's facing our goal receives the ball how like he just slips past that that first line so easily he just slips right past the the forwards pressing and did it again just calmly took the ball turn and all of a sudden he's passed two players has space in front of them plays a great long ball to to mavaditi eventually they win a throw in but that's what leads to the play and um just like what a he's I think by the end of this season I, I mean we're all gonna see that that was a, a great piece of business to bring in Harry Winks and he gives us that that calmness and that leadership in the middle of the, of the pitch and then so many good things happen once the ball gets when the ball gets to his feet but um it was a great play Nacho, you know shows he doesn't always have to score goals to you know to make a huge contribution to the team and McAteer just like was on the same wavelength as him and just wanted it so badly and, and just came flying in. And it was, it was a really just good goal all around. Yeah. We're seeing it every week. The, just the calming presence that Harry Winks has just put in it. it, it he really, it is like he's two steps ahead of everyone, even some of our players, like he'll sometimes play balls and, and you can, you can tell that our guys are surprised by how good the ball is because they're not in position for it. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, a lot of people were, you know, upset that we didn't get the fifty million, the full fifty for James Madison. But if you just consider what we got wings for now, I mean, and we saw Matters have a man of the match performance for Tottenham uh, as well that day. So right now, I'm I'm totally good with how that has all worked out. What about you? Yeah, I mean, we could always take use a, a little bit more money. It just, you know, it still stinks, and it was still a big time failure for us to be in the position we were, and not to have any leverage there with those deals. But I'm told also totally fine, just like moving on from from Madison and those players, and and fully supporting the the team that we have. We have a lot of guys here that clearly want to be at Leicester. Winks had options and he chose to, to, to be with us. Uh, Casey McAteer is out there playing for, for his club and you can see how much it meant to him. And, and these are the kind of stories that, you know, I, I want to see, and I, I want to support and, you know, not like just the, the 
silliness of, of last season. This is like when we talk about enjoying football again, rooting for guys like Harry Winks, rooting for a Casey McAteer. Um, that's part of it too. And, and it's, uh, it's really enjoyable and to have those kind of characters and personalities and stories to get behind this year. Yeah. And long continue. Uh, halftime pretty much comes up with the four, the first half. We looked very strong the whole time and then halftime happens and man, we came out pretty damn flat, which is a reoccurring thing thus far this season. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the boys coming out that flat? and, and yeah. just really overrun for a minute there by Rodham. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just wondering if there was if there's maybe just like a, some information overload there, or sometimes when you keep the intensity that high and then you step away from the pitch, maybe it makes it difficult. It might have been a little bit of a letdown, too. Mavadidi had a great chance uh, you know, later in the half. It really could have put the game away, and so maybe they felt like there was a little bit of a letdown there. And... Um, yeah, it was uh, like completely let rather back in the game when when really should have been able to put it to bed a lot earlier. Yeah, they score in the 54th then and just take advantage of how we are just looking completely dull and dead. And yeah. uh, it's 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 kind of a weird goal they scored. I mean, it looked like he was covered and it's just kind of one of those weird headers where it rolls off the back of the guy's head and Mads couldn't get to it. He was surprised by it. So just kind of a weird shitty play and um i think it it really served to just kind of spark the guys and be like oh shit yeah we haven't won this yet let's let's kick into it and not only that i think it also for the same for enzo as we see some uh once again just some incredibly good substitutions by him and i don't know if we're just giving him too much credit so thus far or if it's just that we've saw so many terrible head scratching what the fuck substitutions from brendan for so long uh that yeah it's thus far the subs have just been incredible uh coming from enzo and jamie vardy comes on and it's just a cat just a spark for us yeah yeah the goal was disappointing because like mad um yannick colin doyle they just like all like turn off and it like right. really sloppy with the ball too on the side. And it was just like, just like a bad goal. Like everyone just switched off. And, um, but maybe that's what, you know, we needed to kind of, sometimes you need to get hit in the face to, you know, to wake <laughs> up a bit. And right. that's what happened there too. And um, so far, you know, Enzo is pushing all the right buttons. When we needed a goal to, to win a game or to get back into a game, it's happened. And it's generally happened after he's made the substitutions and he did it again. Um, Vardy came on and looked lively. He was making a lot of, you know, had a good chance that was blocked, was was kind of pressing defenders really well, trying to link up one-twos at Mavididi. And Cassidy comes on, man, and, like, everything he does has a purpose. Right. You know, he's such a positive player, and he's very assertive on the pitch, too, which is really yeah. good to see from a young player. He's, like, like demanding the ball back and trying to make something happen, pushing out to the right side, getting into the middle, pushing into the box. He kind of, He's always trying to, like, make something happen, which is, which is really cool. Yeah, you can definitely see why Enzo is so big on him because we've heard in, like, honestly, I think – four straight interviews now 
um, when it, whether it's with OPA or someone else is interviewing Enzo, they, they ask about a particular player and almost every single time Enzo goes back to the players work off the ball being more important to him than their work on the ball. And you really, when you watch Cassidy and you watch Harry Winks and um, McAteer, I thought this game yeah. was in spaces. Just he was showing up in spots that were just it was incredible, man, like teleporting, it seemed like. And you can really see why Enzo is is picking these players that are, are so smart and getting into these positions because the, his style is completely reliant on having those options for when you have the ball. And if you got, if you don't have guys getting into those positions, we have guys dead on the ball and, and turnovers happening. Yeah. And it forces the other team to chase you all over the pitch and, you know, another way to, to wear down the opposition, but you know, yeah. McAteer also, like he, he worked his balls off. Man. He, like, really he works so hard on the pitch it's so good to see a young player doing that and and just get those instant rewards for the effort that he put in. Yeah, definitely. Um, his, it, we'll just go right to the finisher. Um, just an absolute beautiful move. Cuts back to the, you know, I thought he was going to, I thought he had maybe lost it when he was trying to get to the right. And then he just swings it back and just sends a curler in. It's just a dream, I, you know, that the header to start off the game for him to get his first goal, but then to just, put it in the put the game away at the end like that i it's it's the stuff out of a movie dude like what a finish yeah it was a great play too it was like some really nice passing before then and then calum doyle to to cross that ball from the left side all the way over to the right side of the box like perfectly pinged pass and it was a tough take i think it was a tougher take than people are realizing for for mcateer because you know he did kind of like fumble it a bit but the ball was just played so perfectly that the defender thought he had a chance at that header. And yeah, he definitely it. did. Yeah, and so McAteer's got to wait to see what happens there. And he did not have much time, but at least he was able to get in front of the ball, keep it in front of him, kind of get back, get it back into control. And he was like smart enough in that whole sequence to kind of fake like he was going to put it across with his right foot and use that to bring it onto his left. And he just drilled it in. Um, just nothing the keeper can do. Like, even though he got his yeah. hand on it, there's just too much on it. And like to see the away and start cascading down the way it did and like love, like, you know, middle-aged man getting put shoved back by the stewards and security and just the way in went nuts. The team went nuts Magateer was loving it, and um, yeah, I just I think everyone just felt so good for him, and uh, it was a really nice moment at the end of the celebration where he kind of just like hugging everyone, getting into it, and then ripped Cassidy's arm off of him so he could turn around, go like back to the away end, and, and kiss the badge, and he just knew he wanted like it must have just felt like a dream to him, and I think you know. All of us as fans, I think when we think of like what we want, what we would want to happen in our careers if we were to play football, like that's that's the moment, right? That's the moment yeah. that everybody would want to to be able to score a goal like that for your team in front of your away end to win a game. I've watched it 
multiple times now and you know what it's kind of reminiscent of that uh goal that it reminded me of a little less shake and bake on this one to use your term from earlier but it reminded me of Riyadh's goal against Chelsea a few years ago oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, against as as Piliqueta when he when he you know right left right left right left and then switch and just tucks that thing in on the curler with the left foot so anytime that we are making references to the greatest player that some say have ever played for our club I think it's a good thing so uh so happy for the kid and yeah may it continue because it's going to be we're going to need him this year yeah i think there's there's going there are going to be opportunities for him um and not just on the right side i think he might get some chances in the middle too as, as a midfielder uh playing an attacking role and he, he's he's shown that like he's willing to be brave on the pitch and um yeah, I think it's gonna be gonna be really interesting to see like how he slots in. So that he's not Enzo's top choice to play right back, but he right right wing. But he's doing whatever he can to you know force himself in those plans. And Enzo's not afraid to kind of move people around into different positions, mm-hmm. like what he's doing with Ricardo. He played in D, playing in Didi as a as a number eight, like in a, in a more advanced role. So. Um, People who fo- have followed McAteer through his time at the club say that you know he can do a job in the middle of the of the park, and uh, it, we'll see if 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 he'll get that chance to do that because you know we just brought in um, a, another winger, um, but performances like that, I mean, right? When Marcel scored a goal and then he was out of the lineup completely, but. <laughs> Um, we'll see what two goals means, Denz. <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe two goals keeps him in. Right? Yeah. And yeah, props to those boys because, you know, it would be real easy to get a shitty attitude with the news that, you know, we've added another winger and possibly even another winger uh, at the time yeah. of this recording. It's not um, confirmed uh, totally, but it does seem like there are two wingers now coming in. So. Uh, Got to give Wanya and uh, certainly Casey props for uh, taking the game and just saying, fuck you, you got to think about me too, man, because it, that's, that's all you can ask for, man, is, is performances and making the uh, manager have a tough decision to make. That's, that's only good for the club. Absolutely, 100%. And, and it, it sealed the game. It, it, um, really, like after that, there was just one scare. Uh, well, I, don't, I still don't even know what happened with Bonfast and how he went down and if he even got hit at all if he just missed the ball. But other than that, that was it. Like the the the, the just completely deflated Rotherham and they just didn't have anything left in the tank. All that passing that we're talking about earlier, all that possession, that off the ball movement, which you know McAteer was doing a, quite a lot of that all over the pitch. It just it wore them down. They had nothing left in the tank. We go up two one. Last fifteen minutes of that game, they could barely press the ball. We were able to just keep it, pass it around the back. Vardy had we had some nice link ups. I was like, oh man, I really wanted Vardy to get one for old time's sake against <laughs> Tyra Blackett. Anyone who remembers that that great five three win back in twenty fourteen, one of the greatest games I think in in league history. Uh, Vardy absolutely terrorized Tyler Black in all game long, and uh, I, I could see the fun know, reunion. Like, yeah, gonna have you know flashbacks to that to that game, but it wasn't to be. But but Vardy looked good. He looked he looked lively out there. And again, you know Enzo likes what he does, and and Vardy's 
he's taking on, I think he's really embracing a, a more of a leadership role this year. You can see in his social media posts after games and congratulating all the young players, but going out there and just putting in another professional shift to make sure we saw the game. It really is great to see and that that off the bench role from it for him is so perfect because it's it's perfect for shit housing too like he can you know just come on and do it and i think these last two matches have just been he's getting better and better in that role and really really affecting the offense and affecting the play whereas he just had kind of disappeared when we saw him play the 90 uh, earlier this year so i i i'm so excited for that but um yeah dude i it, let's take a quick second to to talk about this Enzo style here because you know we we've heard it depending on who you watch games with uh but lots of people moaning about you know playing from the back and what are all these pitches and get it <laughs> the famous phrase get it forward uh how many times people have had to hear that this year um in Hopefully now, after that performance, I don't think you could ask for a better example of what Enzo's style is doing to these teams, you guys. These back passes and these, you know, short movements and things like that. Yeah, it it, it might not be the most exciting style to watch at the time, but it it is what is causing these end of game moments to happen for us. If that makes sense. If I, if I said that eloquently enough, uh, we are breaking these guys down and they're chasing and they are chasing and they look dangerous on us in the beginning of matches and in the, when we come out in the first half, but Holy shit from the 80th minute on guys in that game, those guys were just dead. And whereas usually when you have a two to one lead and you're so nervous about, one misplaced pass or a striker being able to intercept the ball and get on a breakaway or something happening where they might be getting a chance to, you know, tie it up some way, somehow. I never once was scared because they all just looked so dead. Like they, by the time they would even get close to our guys, we would have passed it two, three times and the guys just running in circles. And it really was proof positive that Enzo has a style. This is going to be it. And it's working. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. If you're patient enough, you reap the rewards towards the end of the game. And you know, look, we all like to be entertained, right? We want to see action and we want to see football. But you know, we, we still have those moments uh, and, and those breaks and that those exciting one-on-one play. We get a lot of wing play with the, the with this setup. Um, but I mean, how many years now? Would we just watch games just knowing that we're going to blow a lead? And, and, and how many times have we blown leads in, in just spectacular fashion, historic right. fashion? And it, it's, it was embarrassing, I think. It was like, it was just, it was not professional. And it was just it's too stressful to, to watch games. Yeah. And now, Things can change, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit of luck and, you know, the results, we're not going to win 46 games in, in the league this year. Um, and, and we might go through a, through, through a rough patch, but it's really encouraging to see that the team is seeing out games or coming back and scoring goals that they need to late. And it, and I think you're, you're nailed it. Like, you're absolutely right, Matt. Like, the, this style, when done... And, and played properly, or not, not even not even playing perfect football, but we're just doing well enough right. that it's it's really wearing out the opposition because they're not like 
teams in this division don't set up to play against that kind of possession. It's a little bit more of, you know, a direct style of football. And, you know, teams are kind of, you know, playing very, very vertical football against each other. So now when you have to kind of recalibrate and, and set up against a system that you don't play again against week in and week out, it, it really takes a lot, lot out of you. And, um, yeah, I mean, how many times, like, we'd get, had the ball in the last 10 minutes of the game and, like, the Rutherford forwards couldn't even press. They were just standing just dead at the at the halfway line and it's like wouldn't even press the defenders like don't you like you you want if you're in you if, you if you're watching your team in that position and you need a goal you want to see some pressing you want to see the guys right. force it and they like they physically could no it was a lot of head down stuff like you would see us make a pass and another pass and then a pass back to mads and you could almost literally read the body language on their striker he'd like put his head down and just run and run run like oh shit i gotta make an effort here but i'm so fucking dead there's no way and he's just gonna pass it as soon as i get close so it was it is really really fun to watch and uh such a change and i don't know how you could not feel confident in where we are right now between this style that is starting to form and starting to take shape and yeah guys haven't played norwich yet haven't played southampton yet but the fact that we are winning games like this in this style grinding them out and then obviously finishing teams and we have reinforcements coming in and we have guys challenging and fighting for spots on the wing um, and competition is happening in the club and you have a manager and you know a few weeks ago he did that interview with uh with owen and a lot of guys were like man he really revealed a lot about his playing style and you know did he reveal too much there i think that's just enzo being so confident that you know, we're going to set up this way and come and try and break it down. And I'm going to tell you exactly how we're going to play. And I still challenge you to try and break it down. So, man, it, it, I'm feeling so confident, but it, it's just things are things are looking great. Uh, well, OK, so there are two of us. And I think um, maybe it should be my role here to play a little bit of devil's advocate. And listen, I'm not trying to piss on anyone's parade here. I'm enjoying this, too. Right. Sure. I think there are a lot more reasons to be confident. Are, are reasons to you know be negative and it's fun to be positive again and again you know we're trying we're watching football to share in these experiences and to you know enjoy ourselves and to to have fun right um haven't really like completely blown a team out of the water yet in in the division right uh, we've given up gift wrap chances most games that that other side sides should have should have put away and i guess the the third thing is here we're very married to this one system we haven't had to change yet and play a different way and unless you're the best team in the world you're gonna have to change something up at some point um and will will enzo do that when necessary we don't know like it still remains to be to be seen and we have to see what happens uh when when the side's in that position if we have a plan b or if it's just like my way or the highway and this is how we're going to play football until the very last second of the game so uh well there's there's still a lot of unknowns we still don't know exactly what the final you know 25 man roster is going to look like and we don't know what enzo is going to do if he's forced into this 
position again. And on the flip side, that is kind of fun. It is kind of exciting. It's nice to have an unknown. It's nice to just like, all right, well, look, let's see what happens when, when we get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Exactly. And we don't know. And like I was saying, you know, in a few weeks ago, like, like it kind of feels like the way life used to be when things were like fun and new and novel and you didn't know everything. And sometimes you go out and you didn't have GPS and you didn't have Google maps on your phone and you could just get lost. And sometimes you open up a door and you know, there's some crazy party in there that you like didn't expect to see. And then, you know, you're, you just met some, you know, anything could happen. Right. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah. This, the signs are there. Obviously, there are still things to, to fix. But also, you know, I, you got to remember that Enzo's only been here for, what, two months? Two months. Yeah. That's insane in itself, dude. So, uh, and, and, and we've, you know, we have transformed the way we play. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, and, and as they keep playing together, it should, right? Theoretically, like it should just get better and better and better as the players get comfortable. But pretty soon there's going to be a big catalog of, of footage of, of Leicester City. And, and mm-hmm. one of these managers is going to, you know, think he's figured out the way to, to, to unlock us. And it'll be interesting to see how we respond to that. Yeah, really well. And it's yet another identity for us. I mean, you know, being the big dog in, in this league after eight years in the prem, in the prem that saw us go from, you know, holding on by the, the hair of our, the, what's the, the skin of our teeth, I guess, and then winning the league and then becoming a regular Premier League team that was, you know, in the in the prime of Brendan Ball, you know, fifth place right in that area where we were beating these lower level teams and now yeah man it's it's a bitter pill to swallow but here we are well you use a good word there you know identity and matt like the last two years coming into this season what was the leicester city way what what how did leicester city play football i have i mean <laughs> exactly Whatever like Brendan made up at the end, yeah. Try to pass the ball, not have a clear plan, and just, um, I don't know, just pass it to Madison and, and take things for That granted. was pretty much the identity last year, pass it to Madison. Yeah, and so when we won the league, we knew exactly how we were going to play, how we played football. There was a Leicester City idea. Right, and there was a signature way to to play and go about business, and then we strayed from that and completely lost it. And there was no identity. There was no there was no system that we could implement in the youth setup and you know bring players up that would slot into the system to find young players. So like when we go through our inevitable injury crisis. Under Brendan Rodgers, we'd just have, you know, we read, okay, we've got a stable full of, of, of kids here. could step right in who know the Leicester City way. There was such a disconnect between the academy and the first team. Chris, you know, really, like, put it really well, like, towards the end of last season, just talking about that. And now we've got an identity. Like, there's a real clear idea about how to play football the Enzo way. Hopefully it gets us straight back up. But... There, there, we, there was a, 
in a, a, an idea there is a, a, an identity that we haven't had and you can see it in the signings that Enzo's making you can see it in the way that we're playing football um and and hopefully we'll see this in um how we build out the academy so that there is a clear path and that you know when Leicester City comes to town like that everyone's on the same page and definitely nobody was on the same page from the top of the club to the bottom um from the director of ball to the commercial side to just the academy to the first team manager the players it was just so much disconnection and now like there's one way <laughs> there's a path here and this is how we're going to do things going forward um and it's it's a healthy way to to run a football club Definitely. And I think there's, you know, I maybe I'm just uh, be, obviously being really optimistic when I say shit like this, but I'm I'm seeing like a correlation between what you said when the, the year we won it, you knew what was coming at you when you lined up against Leicester City. You know, it was going to be the Vardy Mares show, like Conte was going to stop everything that you tried, but you knew what was coming at you and we still did it. And I feel like Enzo is is bringing that same thing. Like we're yeah. this is how we're gonna play and fucking try to stop us. And I think that's that's what we have to look for going forward. So good stuff. Before we go any further, though, we did want to hear from our man at the ground, Mister Ollie McLean. Uh, he made the trip to West Yorkshire for us and uh, wanted to share his thoughts as always. Uh, how that went. So Chris, whenever you're ready. Hey Matt, hey US Foxy, so far as well. Um, just a quick one on yesterday's game against uh, Rotherham. 2 1, top of the league, unbeaten, 100% record, thanks to Casey McAtee and his two goals. Um, a lovely winner, to be honest. A fantastic, fantastic strike. I thought he messed it up a little bit with, uh, with that first touch, but got it back under control, to be fair to him. Um, and yeah. So so right the rest of the game, two one up and support was support was good as always yesterday. Um wasn't a pretty performance, but never has to be. Uh once again I know I keep I keep saying it and don't like to say it, but Yannick Westergaard once again was uh was up there. He did well yesterday. Um well, no nobody did. He did terribly badly, but there was a couple off performances but everyone's allowed a bad day. Um but yeah, we uh we come into game number four, unbeaten five in total if you include Burton. But yeah, life is life is good right now at the top of the league. Um, I just hope we can continue this for the for the duration of the season. Um, and it's, it's going to get difficult. We know that. We know it's going to get very very difficult. But um, but yeah, we can we can only hope and pray that these lads keep uh, keep putting in performances. Let's just stop leaving it late, Leicester, because. It's giving me massive anxiety, <laughs> leaving it to the uh, eighty plus minute every every week. But no, if we get the three points, we get the three points. That's that's the main thing. And um, yeah, buzzing, buzzing to get to to Tranmere on Tuesday. Never thought I'd be saying them words, but hey ho, here we are. Um, but yeah, as always, we'll keep following, we'll keep uh, keep the faith, and uh, let's let's keep his win streak up. Why not, former City? Shout out and thank you to Ollie as always for his amazing insight. And yeah, he 
I don't know, man, if he's, he got anxiety, I was just feeling so confident that we were going to get something out of that because we just, they were so broke down and I was just like, something's coming here. So that's why it's good to have the perspective of someone who's there at the game, who's going home sure. in a way, right? Cause you know, I'm sure a lot of the folks who are listening are watching the broadcasts around the States and things look different and feel different when you're there in the stadium. And it might be why some, you know, American fans have really taken to Enzo's style because you can, we're watching a lot of the game from above, um, from the camera angles there, and you're seeing a lot of the, a lot of the movement. But, um, you know, when you're when you're when you're out, sometimes at a bar or when you're at the game, you know, if there's you know a sense of anxiety from any pocket, it kind of spreads, right? Yeah. Through everyone, we know we know that feeling. Um, and things do look, look a little different and, you know, they would have been right there when, um, when, uh, rather scored, uh, well thought they scored their first goal. Yeah. And, you know, and, um, and not really hearing and seeing what went on, why it was called back or, or, or not. And so right off the bat, you're starting the game, you know, with, with, with some anxiety there, but, um, Again, though, you can see like it's just getting that that sense from from Ollie um, that just like how good it is to just like go to be there, right, and to to go away. How he's looking forward to going to see Tranmere, going to going to Tranmere away, and so like you know, wouldn't have imagined him you know himself saying those words, but like <laughs> that's what happened now, and it's it, it is great. I mean that that part is like so special right yeah it really is and uh to yeah to as he jumped right in he's looking forward to Tranmere, guys Tranmere tuesday we're it, it's we're in this time of the season where this is going to start happening quick and fast and yeah. Tranmere rovers playing them uh in the cup um they got through after beating barnsley uh in early august uh on penalties so that will be uh, a, a fun challenge for us. In uh, how they're doing so far in the league, it looks like uh, they started off with a loss to the MK Dons, then they uh, beat Harrogate Town 3 0, then lost to Salford City 4 3, and then Knotts County beat them 2 1. So they're kind of all over the place, but it should uh, present a unique challenge for us. Uh, playing a League Two team, and also can't lie, this is a great draw for us as well. So it'll be a good time, also for Enzo to kind of switch up the side and get some. You know, I would expect Stolarchik to get a chance in net, um, and got to figure Wanya gets a chance in this side as well after missing Saturday. I think we'll see changes all over the place. Yeah, I, we'll see some some changes. I think for sure. Uh, maybe Justin gets gets his chance to, to to start again and get some game time in and get some minutes and kind of slot into the system. But one one thing that's not going to change is a, a name on Tranmere's team sheet. So in 2000, Leicester played Tranmere Rovers in the League Cup final, which is the la- was the last League Cup final played at the Old Wembley. Leicester won two one. There was an 18 year old goalkeeper. In net for Tranmere, Joe Mur- Murphy, an Irish player, in 2000, he's still he's with Tranmere now. 42 there years is, old. There is a chance that he might be playing. That's 23 years later, playing us again. 
um, which would be which would be amazing. And then that that League Cup final, like very historic, um, it was the last last League Cup final won in Wembley. So it's great to see that, like you know, Leicester did it. I would think it was our third final in four years at Wembley. It was kind of like our our home away from home. Home away from home. Yeah. Time. There, you know, under Martin O'Neill, we were constantly going to Wembley. The, the um, referee got taken off the pitch injured in the 62nd minute, and the fourth <laughs> official had to come in and take over refereeing duties. Matt Elliott, absolute legend, scored two goals off corners um, to, to, to seal the game for us. He had a pretty eventful game. He kind of, you know, got skin bit on, on, on Tranmere's goal. They had gone down a man. Uh, and equalized, but then you know Matt Elliott came through again and um, scored his second goal off of a corner that day to to win us that League Cup final and, and get us back into Europe. And now he's the voice of the Foxes at halftime. Like what what else can you ask for? It's it's amazing. Uh, well, if I could ask for 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 anything else, and it'd be for for uh, for Mister Elliott to to make make another trip over to New York. We had a hell of a time with him and Steve Walsh back in twenty eighteen, and I really hope we could all do that again soon. That would be great. So yeah, guys, uh, Printon Park. That's where they play uh, in Birkenhead, right across the. Uh, right across the Mersey from Liverpool. So um, shout out to anybody making that trip. Uh, be loud, be proud. And for our U.S. fans and other fans around the world, not going to be on TV. So you're going to yeah. be needing that Fox's Hub package to even listen to the match. So that kind of sucks. Uh, not going to lie. Although I thought I saw on Fox's talk that Australia, some Australian fans really? said it was going to be on TV. I don't know, man, because every time I see like one random country listed, like sometimes you're like looking for a broadcast and then you just see like Bosnia listed on live soccer TV. <laughs> you know, I thought this is this someone just is just screwed with us. Yeah. Setting someone on a wild goose chase to find a link for a half hour. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see any countries listed there. The club went out today and said it's not going to be on TV okay. anywhere. So we'll see. I mean, we, we're not encouraging piracy here or anyone breaking, breaking any laws. But correct, um, it might be a throwback and you might have to, to listen to the game again. I know that um, when we were, you know, had started New York Foxes and you know, we were in the second division at the time. And you know, for a few years, there were some times where we showed up thinking that there was going to be a broadcast and there wasn't. And you know, grab one of the laptops there at the bar and said, well, screw it. We're, we're going to listen to the radio broadcast and just, you know, sit around the computer and do that. And so, uh, you know, we might have a day or two like that this year again, you know, for right. all sake. Yeah, we're definitely back in the laptop uh, world. As if you, if you came to the bar, you'd see the San Diego Foxes. Uh, two weeks in a row now, we've had the laptop with a 15-foot HDMI cord all the way up to one of the big TVs in the back. So shout out to the Bluefoot, though, for making that happen. Because, uh, yeah, I got to say, Fox's Hub has been very impressive thus far. Uh, yeah. when, we, when we talk about some of the, and for some of the newer fans, you won't be familiar with this, but some of the um, <laughs> forays into the digital world that Lester have attempted in the past when official Foxes at official foxes were around it's it's been ugly so i gotta give a shout out to whoever's behind the scenes and making that happen because thus far we have not had a single damn problem knock on wood uh with fox's hub jason 
Yeah, like back in the day, you can count on three things, death, taxes, and whatever streaming service the club have not working on the first game <laughs> of the season. But but so far, so good. Um, I've seen other clubs with their broadcast services have, have issues. Uh, two weeks ago, um, Millsborough, you know, their, their stream is just not ready, I think, for like 10, 15 minutes into the game. And, you know, people are trying to figure out what's going on. It's happened to other clubs. But so far so good we got those um uh, those i don't know what to say about them those the 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 king power and other ads uh, at halftime which oh, like, the best. put me like make me feel like i'm in like a fever dream or and uh, <laughs> but you know I, probably subsidizing the um that's all that matters, exactly. Broadcast there, even though we are paying a good chunk of change um, out of our own pockets to, to watch these games. Um, but so far, so good. And, um, yeah, you know what? Got to give credit where it's due. So far, the club, I think, have done a fantastic job in, in providing decent broadcasts to, to everyone. And a lot of folks may not know this here in the States, but if a game is picked up on sky like those are the games like those nationally televised games in the uk those are the games that get moved on to espn plus and that's why we get to we get to watch those games on espn plus the other games that you're watching on fox's hub are just not available in the uk you cannot watch them uk subscribers of fox's hub cannot watch those games through the service and um you know the the blackout rules are strict it was like that in the in the premier league too if if they had a 3 p.m uk time kickoff on a saturday chances are like if you weren't at the game you're not going to be able to watch that game over there and um and that's the case again here and uh if you're in the states um you get to watch games that local fans uh, are still unable to watch unless they you know pick up a dodgy stream somewhere. I want to chance things with a, with a VPN. So it's just, you know, some perspective to, to keep in mind uh, as we're watching, you know, all the games this year. Yeah, truly spoiled over here, you guys. And it, it sounds so fucking crazy to say this, that we have better access to this club than, you know, supporters that are literally sitting in, you know, Leicester right now. So it's, it's, it's silly. It's ancient. It is, we're seeing it with, we've seen it here with the NFL and major league baseball and NBA. It's gotten better slowly over the years. And hopefully we can only hope that one day we get to a point where our, you know, UK listeners can, can see every fucking match. Cause that, that's a disgrace, man. Yeah. And that, that's that, that, um, that particular thing isn't on the club. It's just that, you know, these those sure, are right. the laws, right? Those are the broadcast right. rules uh, in, in the UK um and so i i'd also just remind everyone that um you know and, and i i don't think i have to say this actually to, to anyone who is crazy enough about the club to be listening to us um but i i, I think that the, the groups like you know san diego foxes we try to do this in new york and you know what we all try to do is kind of you know remind everyone and, and and a lot of the more casual fans that like this isn't a tv show right like these this is a local club that people are you know very passionate about and it's not a tv show but get out there and like support the support the community 
go to Leicester when you can go to an away game, try to get, try to get your tickets and try to make that trip, try to make that pilgrimage when you can, because you're going to have a very, very different experience. And, um, people are starting to feel it again, where it's special again to, to, to go to games. And, um, you know, if, if all goes according to plan and we get promoted, we may not play um, at some of these stadiums again for, for a long time. And I mean, that's the plan, right? The club wants to get right back into the Premier League and, you know, not work, not have to take these trips to, to Rotherham away. So we have an opportunity to, to go to different places in the country this year to see different grounds, to interact with different fan bases that, that we wouldn't that we haven't had over the last few years. So uh, if you're in the States and you have the opportunity to go, you know, really take advantage of it because this season um, may not be like any season we will have again for, for a very long time. Yeah, God, hopefully <laughs> we get another 10 years of the prep that'd be amazing but man that's such a good point there's going to be grounds and things that we see this year that <laughs> you you won't believe and you know you talk about everybody's freaking out about Luton Town's ground now being in the prem and that's a perfect yeah. example of some of, the, some of the stuff that's out there and even how Filbert Street used to look so um great great point let's uh let's we're at almost an hour and we haven't even talked about whole city on Saturday guys uh, another 7 a.m. kickoff at the KP. Um, last time we played Hull, I was looking this up because it was, it's it's been a minute. 2017, uh, there was a friendly between there, but not counting that. But listen to this lineup from 2017. This was gold patch, obviously. We had the gold patch. So Casper, Danny Simpson, Wes Morgan, Robert Huth, Christian Fuchs, Drinky, Ndidi is starting them. So Ndidi had just come in there, and he's sitting in that cent- in that mid-roll. And then Maraz, Okazaki, Albrighton, and Vardy uh, finish out your starting lineup there. So is this the Hull at home or Hull away? This was the 3-1 three to one, three to one late win, yeah. Uh, yeah because this, the first game against Hull that year, we started the season against Hull. And yeah. Hull couldn't even – put up a full bench it was and nine it right was our, it was our you know and we and we lost to nothing yeah and we lost so don't take any game any week any league that you're in for granted because you know anyone on their day can take you and you know hull hull has proved it to us Time and time again, Islam Slamani on the bench, Damari Gray, Ben Chilo, Andy King, Dan Amari, Ron Roberts Zeeler, oh, and Leo Leo Yejoa line out that side that we played. Uh, Christian Fuchs scores a goal in the 27th minute, then Marez puts one in in the 59th, and then Tom Huddleston scores an own goal in the 90th, uh, one minute after receiving a yellow card. So fun times, guys, back in those days. Well, listen, we, we have a bit of a connection with Hull, and it's where we got Harry Maguire from. and uh, who He was who playing against us, actually. Yeah, who made us quite a lot of money. So, um, And then, you know, eh, whatever has happened to his career since then. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Hull's currently sitting in eighth place in the league, you guys. They are 2-1-1, one, and one, uh, seven points, and scored eight goals thus far. So they've actually scored more goals than us, uh, which is – Interesting by one. So uh, hopefully you come out and put a strong side together um, thus far. It, it, it looks good. And, and yeah, the KP should be rocking. 
Yeah, and you know uh, the transfer window will close on Friday. Uh, so any if there are any late deals, anyone registered before noon UK time on Friday can play on Saturday. So we'll see if there's some late business. There's going to be some late business this week. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say everyone, you know, keep your eyes peeled. There's, you know, we have a lot of players that we need to just kind of shift and, and move on. And Enzo seems to be very determined to get the club to bring in, you know, at least another player or two that that fit his eye and his profile. So uh, it's going to be an interesting week. We've got to, um, we, we may see, um, our, our new signing Akon come in on, on Tuesday. Um, don't know yet, and so um, I guess this yeah. is a part of that beauty of, of of being in the unknown again and embracing it and kind of taking things, you know, one week at a time. And uh, I think that's why we're should have enjoying this so much because it is For so. Sure. Oh, it's a, it clearly has nothing to do with the fact that we won five games in a row. Right? No, not at all. Not at yeah. all. No, don't care about twelve points already. Uh, four games in. But uh, speaking about Akun, uh, real quick, another Turkish guy on our team. Will he be a Muzzy? Is it Kaglar type, or will he end up being more of a under type? We can only hope that he fits the former instead of the latter he has worked with enzo before so i i love that we're seeing a direct connection between our recruiting and our coach which in the past we know has definitely not been the case and it does seem like we're bringing in guys that enzo wants yeah yeah so um you know enzo worked for you know one of his former managers and uh <laughs> It was a good, nice little uh, blast in the past too. Uh, and you consider you're, you know, just reading our, our 2017 lineup. Here's another name a lot of folks may not have thought about in a while: Gokin Inler. Oh. And Akun played with Gokin Inler, and Inler had a lot of great things to say about going to Leicester, and I think that helped him make his decision. Um, Soyuncu seemed to be very supportive of the move too, which is which was nice to see, and. Um, and Akun like, clearly like knows a bit about the club. Um, had some really good quotes about about the club and the history and what he was what he wants to do with us. And for people who might be a little unfamiliar with him, he's a plays mainly on on the right wing. Really high, very very highly rated Turkish you know player, young player. Uh, he went on loan two years ago to Adana in in Turkey and had a great season. I think he had seventeen goal contributions for the season. Wow. Went back to his parent club, uh, Galatasaray. That was his boyhood club. He's been there, as, you know, since he was a kid. Um, grew up as a Galatasaray fan, and you know, a lot of people say that maybe the pressure was a little too much for for a young player to kind of go into that role and to play for for Galatasaray. And if anyone hasn't watched the Turkish league before, those games are intense. You know, particularly those those Istanbul derbies. Uh, so we've been able to get him. That looks like it's a loan deal with an obligation to buy that would kick in if he makes 25 appearances. Um, I'm sure if he does well and doesn't make the, the required number of appearances that we'll, we'll, we'll try to sign him or there may be some other clause uh, in the deal. But, you know, there's really high ceiling with him. Again, a lot of unknowns. We don't know what we're going to get from him. Um, and uh, But he does look exciting. He looks like he, he probably needs a new challenge and um, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I did. We did see a bit of him. He played um, at Molda 
in a Champions League qualifier last week. Looked great, got an assist, had a really well-taken goal that was called offside uh, from the buildup. But um, a, a lot of people said he was, you know, who watched the game also agreed that he was one of the more dynamic players on the pitch. So hopefully we get a bit of that from him. Awesome. Well, man, Gogan Inler. God, he's yeah. number 33 in your program, number one in your heart. Uh, God, I love that, man. <laughs> Everyone on that side, I just, I, I just see their faces, and I just immediately just get just such great flashbacks to that fucking legendary team. Um, man, with that being said, let's let's do our quick roundup. I know you guys, you forgot to take a photo because you were having such a good time, but let's talk about the round, all around the U.S. this week, guys. We had great get-together San Diego. We were rocking. We had 10 people in San Diego. Shout out to Wayne. Uh, he's a season ticket holder on the uh, West End in Lesta. He is the second time being in San Diego. He travels a lot uh, for conferences. And so every time he's in San Diego, he gives us a shout and comes and watches the match with us. Last year, he watched us lose to Chelsea. This year, we got to celebrate properly together. So shout out to Wayne. Um, and yeah, we had a great, great turnout in San Diego as always. But yeah, how'd you guys do in New York? Yeah, it had a decent crew. Uh, I actually was not at the factory this week and I had a you know, an engagement that I couldn't get out of doing some, some nice, some a nice volunteer project in, uh, in here in Queens, but uh, but we, everyone kind of picked up the slack for me. We had we had a good turnout. I was told that it was a, it was a very healthy, nice sized crowd, especially this early in the season, pre Labor Day in New York. You never know. A lot of people travel, um, but it's encouraging to see that we're we're getting good turnouts early in the season. We've got a few. Um, few special guests um showing up for some games later this 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 month so you know if you're in new york you got to get down to watch we've got a couple friday games coming up so leave the office early leave your house early and get down and 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 start the weekend early with us on on a friday so the game on the 15th is a friday end of the month on the 29th i think against blackburn we're on a friday also so those are those are usually a lot of fun um, you know, people are, are out and you know, you've, you've ended the work week and you're ready to, to, to have some fun. And we usually get some decent crowds for those Friday games. So if you're in New York, got to get down. Uh, one of our one of the great friends of the pod, Larry Legend, will be up from Florida for <laughs> a lot of those games. So I've got some really, really good friends uh, heading over from from Leicester for, for other games this month. So um, we should have some some really good and fun crowds and speaking of football factory too uh, i mean i gotta wish jack the governor the 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 man who started it all over there and just given us a home since 2011 and has figured out ways for my brother and i and other leicester fans to to watch leicester games for for many many more years than that uh it just celebrated his birthday so happy birthday to you jack from Every every fox has been fortunate enough to uh, to catch a game in your your fine establishment. Absolutely amazing, man. Uh, yeah, just I didn't. <laughs> I've told the story too many times on here. I'm not going to go into it again. But yeah, you're you're asking for a guy that'll make you feel welcome uh, in the city. You got the fox, New York City foxes, of course. But then Jack at the football factory is just absolute legend of a man. So yeah, happy birthday to him. So thanks for sharing that. That's great, man. Um, on that note, guys, we are at the end of it once again. 
Um, if you can, Tuesday, get on. It's tomorrow at this point. You're probably listening to this right before the match, hopefully, if you're in the UK or if you're US Fox. Pull out that um, laptop and listen to the match. I think it's going to be on Fox's Hub uh, audio only. So. And, uh, so there's no rule against, against you winning a cup when you're in the second division. So let's go for it. Let's make a little cup run here. Absolutely not. And I would love to see Enzo against some Premier League sides, see how he sets up as well. That would be that would be great. Yeah. So 7 a.m. kickoff against Hull um, on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, and all in between. Shout out to Rochester Foxes and the Philly Foxes who also had great meetups. And I know the Dallas Foxes also had a good meetup this week as well. So shout out to those guys. And on that note, thank you for joining us, as always, on the U.S. Foxes podcast. Thanks for bearing with uh, Jay as we had a little one-on-one conversation. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back to full strength next week with hopefully three more points and a leap and a leap up to celebrate. 